0: Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. We'll get you ready for the top high school football games in Lee and Collier counties each week with our analysis and predictions. Here are your hosts. The News Press' Adam Regan and the Naples Daily News' Adam Fisher.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Inside Southwest Florida Football. I'm Adam Regan with the News Press, and I'm joined by Adam Fisher of the Naples Daily News. Uh, this podcast, is first inaugural podcast, was uh, bound to happen. Adam Fisher, the authority on Collier County High School football. Adam Regan, the authority on Lee County High School football. And I imagine it might get a little confusing for our listeners Being the whole Adam and Adam deal, uh, apparently I have been confused by all of the coaches in Southwest Florida as Adam Fisher. I've impersonated him a few times. Uh, I've been congratulated for my hard work on Palmetto Ridge football (laughs) by Palmetto Ridge coaches, and uh, I never correct them. So there's that. But we're just going to go with it, and we're going to jump into the 2018 season in uh, Southwest Florida. But first, we're going to look back at last year. And Collier County had a great deal of success with Naples and Immokalee. Adam, you want to tell us a little bit about how the seasons went?
2: Yeah, sure. Thanks. I'm really excited to be doing this with you, Adam. Get two Adams together. It's going to be good. So this is going to be a good season. But last year was a great season in Collier County. We had three teams that really kind of took the headlines last year. Immokalee went undefeated. Naples went 9-1 and one in the regular season, I'm talking. St. John Newman had its first ever undefeated regular season.
1: With All- my boy Damon Jones as the coach. Damon
2: Jones as the coach. Jensen Jones, a phenomenal athlete uh, down there. His son... Um, led them to that undefeated season. But Immokalee and Naples won regional championships. Both of them lost to eventual state champions, Naples in 6A, Immokalee in 5A, and Newman also. They lost in the first round, but it was their first playoff appearance in five years, and they lost to the eventual state champion in not Catholic. And I still have no idea if I'm saying that word correctly. I've been here 11 it doesn't years. doesn't matter. They're not, They're not listening. They're not listening to not Catholic. But yeah, it was a good year, so we'll see what 2018 has to hold.
1: Can we just talk a little bit about the season that Immokalee had last year? Of course we can. I think that Rodolin Anthony, he's the best young coach in Southwest Florida. And what he's done with this program, they went undefeated during the regular season, didn't lose until they lost to American Heritage, the eventual state champion in the state semifinal. Right. And that American Heritage team, that's like an all-star team from you know South Florida. And these Immokalee guys just you know played with them. They probably should have won that game. But you talked about looking ahead to the 2018 season, all of the losses that Immokalee right. had to gr- graduation. Fred Green. Uh, you had Shadro Sh- Lewis. L- Lewis. Sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. That's right. Immokalee uh, has some tough uh, names. Some, Jordan Hall was a, a very good receiver for right. them. Univis, Univis Fuller. I mean, basically what they have is uh, back from last year in terms of weapons is quarterback R.J. Rosales, right. who – what he throw for over 2,000 yards Well, yeah, let's remember, year. he had
2: one of the best quarterback seasons I've seen down here. Over 2,000 yards, 35, 35 touchdowns. 35 touchdowns. Four interceptions. Wow. Four interceptions. This kid, if he was, you know, four inches taller, he'd be a legit Division One prospect. But yeah, they got him back, and they got the Toombs brothers, Charles Toombs, who was a great defensive back. I think he's going to play some offense. I think he had nine interceptions. I mean, his little brother, his first name's escaping me right now, but uh, little, little brother Toombs, he's going to be in the backfield, I believe. They always got speed out there, man. They got athleticism. They got speed. They might lack in size but we saw, man, if you got heart and you got speed, I mean, you could do some things like they did last year.
1: So are we actually going to see a Naples Immokalee game this oh, yeah. year? Is that going to happen this I year? Mean, because, because I don't know why that didn't happen last year. Uh, I know
2: why it didn't happen. It was just, the, the game got canceled because of Hurricane Irma, Irma. That's the biggest rivalry in southwest Florida. Oh, in Collier County. I can't speak for Lee County. But then once the games get canceled, you know, Naples had teams on their schedule. Bill Kramer's not going to play a non-district game on a Tuesday night and, and mess up his chances on a Friday night. Even though it is a Immokalee, it's a huge game. However, I think if the game was at Naples, they might have thought about playing it because you get that, you know, $5,000 a gate receipt. And that's what, part of the reason Immokalee's so mad. They already lost a bunch of money because of Hurricane Irma and damages, and they miss out on the gate from Naples High. But, yes, they are going to play, I believe, September 14th, 21st. I'll have to look at it, but they are.
1: Now we'll move to to Lee County, what happened last year. The, the class of Lee County was really – North Fort Myers, Fort Myers, and South Fort Myers. South Fort Myers uh, won a district championship in their first year under Brian Kahn. And then they play in a really tough 7A region and got blitzed in the first round. And, I mean, it's really tough to play in that region. Then you had North Fort Myers and Fort Myers play in the playoffs for the first time ever in a classic game where that Fort Myers won seven to six. And then uh, Fort Myers, they just did not have the horses to beat Naples at Naples. Could be a little different this year uh, because those teams are gonna face off against each other. Yeah,
2: they're both still in that same region. And you were telling me, you think Fort Myers is a little bit better this year and that uh, we, we could see a pretty good matchup there in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the playoffs and the playoff format, which was changed last year, how it worked out for our area teams and around the state.
0: Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at naplesnews.com, news-press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile devices.
2: We're back with Inside Southwest Florida Football. Now we're talking playoffs. Last year was the first year under the new FHSAA's points-based playoff format. It used to be only your district games counted towards the playoffs. If you won your district or you were runner-up in your district, you would make the playoffs. We saw some scenarios where some districts had three teams. Well, two of those teams are automatically going to make the playoffs. FHSAA changed it where every game on your schedule, you get a certain amount of points, win or lose. Obviously, a win is a lot more than a loss, and a win against a good team is worth more points than a win against a bad team. At the end of the year, whoever had the most points made the playoffs. And the bigger classes, the district champions, still got in. I'm talking classes 5A through 8A and classes 1A through 4A. There are no districts, so it's all points. We saw some interesting things. you know, In Collier County, that Naples 6A-12 district, there's only right. four teams, but you always got Baron Collier and Palmetto Ridge fighting real hard for that, district runner-up. That
1: was always the district where the third-place team was always whining and complaining that right. they didn't make it. Well... This system benefited them, right?
2: Yeah, this year they made it. Uh, Naples won the district and, I mean, almost didn't. They almost lost at Baron Collier for the first time in 20 years. But Baron Collier, they finished 5-5. Five and five. Palmetto Ridge, I want to say 6-4. and four. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Baron Collier, all the teams they played were playoff teams in the past few years. They all had winning records. So they made the playoffs. Palmetto Ridge made the playoffs. Uh, so we had three teams from that one district make the playoffs.
1: Moral of the story: Mark Jackson knows how to schedule.
2: He does, and he's done it again this year. They're playing those same teams. They're going up to Disney for a game. They're going to a, what? What Chula? I've been in Florida eleven years. That's another word I do not know how to how to pronounce. Hardy. Yep. So yeah, another another set tough right. schedule. Yep. Yeah. What were the repercussions in Lee County?
1: I, it was kind of the opposite, actually, in Lee County. Uh, you had Lehigh, who you, is usually that second place team in six A eleven, and they did not make the playoffs they're still upset about it you know they, they they weren't able to reschedule some of their games to help them with the points but i mean you finish the season three and six i don't think you belong right. in the playoffs but yeah they they were a little upset about that uh in these the smaller regions bishop ferro usually makes the playoffs they didn't make it this year but there was a change with the fhsa with the point system in the smaller schools right adam
2: Yeah, they just made the change this year where six teams from each region in the smaller classes, classifications 1A through 4A, will make the playoffs. Uh, Before, it's only been four teams. So now let's be clear. Those classifications are a little bit smaller, fewer teams. So 16 teams would make the playoffs, whereas 32 teams would make the playoffs in 5A through 8A. They've changed it. Six teams in each region. So what's that give you? 24 teams, I believe. Um, the top two seeds are going to get a first-round bye, So that's intriguing. Ah, interesting. It used to be that the the playoffs would start at the same time, but because there were fewer teams in the smaller classifications, they would wrap up a week earlier. Now All-State Championships are going to be the same week because they're starting the same time. The top two teams are going to get a bye. That benefits teams like... In Carter County, First Baptist Community School, they missed the playoffs. First Baptist hadn't missed the playoffs since 2011. Yeah, you don't, you don't. Their keep, third year ever.
1: You, you don't keep Coach Parasio out of the playoffs at First Baptist. No. Probably never happened again. Well, and you know. a lot of that had
2: to do because Newman was so good, they kind of uh-huh. stole one of those uh, play. And, and they're in a region with some of those tough, you know, Miami teams. Um, but I expect at least one of them, First Baptist and Community School, to get in, as well as Newman. And I know up here Bishop Rowe and ECS probably would. Yeah,
1: Bishop in. Rowe and ECS both would have made the playoffs last year. I know. Josh Vogelbach at Bishop Verreau and Tyler Gold, the coach at ECS, they both go out of their way to schedule really tough teams. So I would expect both of them to be in the playoffs this year. SFCA made the the playoffs for the first time in school history last year. They don't have as strong of a schedule nor as strong of a team, so it'll be interesting to see whether we can get You know, those smaller, all of those smaller private schools into the playoffs. Well, we're going to find out a little bit more
2: about uh, what these teams look like and and if they can make the playoffs this Friday when preseason starts. When we come back, we'll preview some of these preseason games we got coming up.
0: Have your say on which high school football matchup should be the game of the week. The News Press and Naples Daily News staffs will select three games in each county. And your votes on news-press.com, naplesdailynews.com, or the mobile apps will determine which
1: is the game of the week. And we're back from break. I'm Adam Regan of the News Press, again joined by Adam Fisher of the Naples Daily News. And it's preseason kickoff classic week, the first look we're going to get of teams hitting other teams. We both have a couple games that we're really interested in. I'll start I think the the low-key game that everybody would want to see and should go to, Cypress Lake at Riverdale. These are two of the teams I expect to be surprise teams. Both of them haven't had a winning season in over a decade, but they've got weapons. you got Cypress Lake with some talented players like Kelsey Demps and Chris Joseph and a returning quarterback in CJ Shedd. I expect them to score a lot of points this year. They run the wing T, but they also can spread it out. And then you have Riverdale who runs that weird single-wing offense, and they've got an embarrassment of riches at running back. Darius Bell, Raquan Clark, Quantavious Brown, those guys can really carry the ball, and Riverdale is always known for its great play on the offensive line. So I expect them, them to be at odds with Cypress Lake. They're going to play a ball-control type offense, and it should be an interesting matchup. What game are you really looking forward to in Collier?
2: I'm going to be at Naples versus uh, North Fort Myers. It's North Fort Myers at Naples. And that's just big. Anytime you get a Lee County, Collier County, especially teams of this magnitude, this could have been a uh, third-round playoff game last year, except for North got upset. Um, I don't know if you call it an upset, but they they lost to Fort Myers. In In a really, really
1: really difficult way.
2: Yeah. So we were looking forward to this in the playoffs last year. I think Naples is going to look good. They have a new quarterback. I'm intrigued to see what he does. Obviously, they got Ches Malusi, who is the top recruit in the area, committed to Clemson at running back. He's going to be really good. Also, in Collier County, you know, we're lucky. I guess if you call it lucky, we have two Collier County matchups between the, the public schools. And, and that's pretty rare down there. We only have the seven public high schools. So anytime they play each other, it's a big deal for those high schools. Immokale versus Gulf Coast. Baron Collier versus Laley. Now, these are usually, especially Baron Collier Laley, big rivalry games, but just because the way the schedule works out, they're exhibition games. Um, However, these teams are both treating them like real, legit week one games. So they basically have 11 games this year. Obviously, Immaculate, we've talked about them. Golf Coast has a new coach, and Tom Scalise. Interesting to see what they look like because they lost a lot. Baron Collier lost some too. And Laley, I think, might be a team on the rise. They've had a rough couple years. So intrigued to see uh, those two uh, county matchups.
1: Another one I'm interested in seeing. Is Fort Myers at Cape Coral going to be played at Ida Baker because Cape Coral's field is not ready yet? Fort Myers, always known to be that that wing tee team, old school, you know, Sam Siriani. The Siriani family has coached at Fort Myers High School for the last 50 years, and it's been wing tee, wing tee, wing tee. They had to move out of it this year, had to move to spread because they have so much talent. Is that right? Yep, absolutely. Is that right? I'm, I'm to, blown away. To, Every, that's and all you it,
2: talk about when you talk about Fort Myers as, is uh, wing T.
1: It's going to be spread. Willie Neal, the quarterback, a special player, good trigger man, can run the ball, can throw it. And then on the outside, he's got great talent in uh, Milan Tucker, son of Michael Tucker, former oh, Kansas Atlanta, City Ro- Atlanta, Atlanta Brave, Braves outfielder, that's right. Kansas City Royals, yep. And then you and then you have Josias Young. Uh, who was an All-American when he was in middle school. He's now a junior. He's ready to carry the ball. He's ready to be a uh, 3rd three-down back. And then a pretty underrated player, I think, John Calais on the outside. He really impressed in the spring game against Archbishop McCarthy. And then they have a seasoned offensive line. Last year for Fort Myers, they hung their hats on the defense. It was a tough defense. That's why they got to the regional final against Naples is because of their defense. A goal line stand on a two-point conversion against North Fort Myers got them there. This year, it's going to be flipped. You're going to see the offense carry this team early in the season, and I'm interested to see what they have. With Cape Coral, new coach, uh, familiar guy to those in uh, Collier County and Lee County, Dale Moore. Oh man, Dale Moore. (laughs) Dale Moore is going to be the coach at Cape Coral. And they've got a couple of good players. Last year in the preseason classic, it only went a half because of lightning, and uh, Cape won two to nothing. I expected to be a little more high scoring. Let's—I
2: uh, don't know if I want to open this Cam of worms, but <laughs> let's talk lightning, man. Remember last preseason, this, this Baron Collier Layli game didn't start till ten o'clock. I think my Naples game didn't start till about that time. They didn't finish till about one o'clock. This year, another rule we need to bring up—that's great for you and I—is there is a, a two-hour limit on postponements or are waiting on a Friday night. So if a game's supposed to kick off at 7, there's a two-hour lightning delay, they got to call it. No more waiting around until 10 o'clock. No more Adam gets home at 2 in the morning. That's the thing I'm most excited about, selfishly, as a sports reporter.
1: Uh, you jinxed it, bro. We're, I know. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> I, you brought up lightning. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I, I covered football in a bunch of different states, and I've never seen anything like this. It's awful. I'll keep my fingers crossed, but... If we have lightning delays it's on fault. Friday, it is your fault. Okay, everybody
2: heard that. You can come blame me.
1: We'll go to our next segment, which is Adam.
2: Surprise, teams.
0: After the games each week, go to naplesnews.com, news-press.com, or our apps on your mobile device for photos, videos, and analysis from games throughout Southwest Florida.
1: This segment every week is going to be interesting. It's going to be, we're going to need a little fan participation. We're going to take questions on our Instagram pages and our Twitter pages every week from fans. And this week, we have Ryan in Naples. He wants to know who the surprise teams in Southwest Florida are going to be this year. Adam, what about in Collier County? In Collier County, I don't know how many
2: surprises there will be. I think we kind of know who's going to be what. But, again, I guess that's they wouldn't be a surprise if we didn't expect them. I'm really looking at Golden Gate. This is a team that they haven't had a ton of success on the football field. Three straight, three-win seasons. But they have a 26-person senior class. It's the largest senior class uh, that Coach Mike DeGriggerly has had in his nine years there. I can't remember the last time they made the playoffs. I think they've only done it twice. But... I mean, they're talking, and and they've got talent. You know, Jeffinsley Bazil is committed to Washington State. Their quarterback Jay Harard has led them in rushing the past two years. He uh, is back for his third season starting. So, um, and they put big, big expectations on themselves. They're they're not being shy about it. They're saying, you know, it's do or die. This is our year to make the playoffs. Now, can they unseat Naples to win a district championship? Probably not, but they could definitely vie for one of those playoff spots.
1: With Golden Gate, I always feel like they're the trendy team in collier county that everybody expects to rise up
2: so maybe this will be the year and a lot of that is because they always have you know talent, athle- talent and athleticism I-, I compare them and laylee a lot same kind of kid you know just fast maybe a little bit undersized um i think de is a good coach those kids really love him he's a good players coach um and he's told me you know he said this this is our year to do it so he, they're putting it right out there they're not being shy about uh, what they expect
1: in Lee County, I already brought up Riverdale and Cypress Lake. I think those are two teams that are going to have winning records and they have a lot of talent. But I'm going to go a little outside the box because it's been a while since Bishop Verreau has had a really good season. But I think it all hangs on North Fort Myers' transfer, Terry Lindsey, running back. He was in our Big 15 this year. He's got a plenty of Division One offers. He's a very good running back. I think if he can rush for 1,500 yards – they're gonna be really competitive against their schedule and like we said with the play with the playoffs extending to six teams in those smaller school regions, I think they can make the playoffs and if they get a good draw in the playoffs, I think we could see them in the second round.
2: And I will tell you um, I just put together a list of a top games this year. First Baptist and Bishop Vareau are playing each other this year, and those are two you know, very strong parochial schools. you got Catholics versus uh, Baptists, so really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a really good game.
1: Where is that game this year? I think it's at the
2: Bishop Vareau. I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
1: and uh, another team from Lee County that, kind of like Golden Gate, that we always wait to rise up because of all the talent they have, Lehigh. Mm. They're, they're always a team that, you know, the, the, the trendy pick to really do some damage and... I guess the last couple of years they've kind of underperformed and they lost LSU signee Chris Curry this year. So, but they still have no shortage of talent led by uh, FSU commit defensive lineman, Quashawn Fuller. So it'll be interesting to see what Lehigh can do against a really tough schedule. I mean, they got Sebring on the schedule. They got Lakeland Kathleen. Well, it's, it's a really murderous row. And it's, it's a, they're, they're in
2: that district with Fort Myers, right? Yes. So it's going to be tough to win the district title, and then you got to hope to get one of those wild card spots. But then, like we talked about, you got North Fort Myers, you got Naples, you got those two other teams, Barron Collier, Palmetto Ridge. So that, that's going to be a very interesting region.
1: I, Lehigh has made a point of it in their contracts that they've signed with their opponents of the yeah, – you have to make the game up. They've Mm. signed that con. The last year they had some issues rescheduling games because their contracts, you know, didn't specifically state these games had to be made up, and they were, you know, they weren't able to get some of the points from those Hurricane Irma um, canceled games. So should be interesting this year with Lehigh.
2: Yeah, and that that's very smart because yeah, like you said, if you don't make those games up, you don't get the points. I, I look at the team like Community School. They played 7 games last year. That's it because they couldn't get games made up. They went 5 and 2, but they just didn't get enough points. To to match up with some of the other teams. What's in that? the
1: minimum for the for the play? It's eight, right? The minimum was
2: eight, but last year was such extenuating circumstances, particularly in Southwest Florida, that the FHSAA said you can petition us if you've played seven, even six, and that's why it's not a cumulative point total for the playoffs. It's an average per game um, when you look at playoff points. Um, so they only played seven games, but still, you know, they missed out on some valuable points that would up their average.
1: I think in Southwest Florida, the lightning capital of the world, anything's possible with cancellation of games so I think more and more coaches when they make these contracts are going to have to specifically stipulate no you're you're right
2: that's really smart I hadn't heard that before so that's really interesting
1: and then when we come back we're gonna we're gonna give you some things we're looking for from some of the area teams preseason games we're not going to give you score predictions or anything like that because these are basically easing into the season but you know you can glean some things from them we'll be right back
0: For the most in-depth analysis of high school football in Lee and Collier County each week, go to naplesnews.com and news-press.com. Follow us on Instagram at newspresssports and NDNprepZone. On Twitter, Sports and NDN underscore prepzone or download our apps.
2: We are back with Inside Southwest Florida Football. I am Adam Fisher with the Naples Daily News here with Adam Regan of the Fort Myers News Press. Now, we're going to close the podcast each week with predictions. You know, we're going to predict game scores for these teams. However, it's the preseason. You never know what you're going to get. Some teams may be playing backups, and, you know, we're not going to predict preseason games. But what we are going to tell you as, you know, insiders, football experts in Southwest Florida, what we are looking forward to this Friday night, and I'll start as I said, I'm going to be at Naples. I expect Naples to be good. They got a good defense. Is there ever a week you're
1: not covering Naples? Well,
2: I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be more this uh, year because okay. we're going to be bouncing around a little bit more for our game of the week, which uh, you know we'll talk about maybe next week a little more. But I'll be there this week, and I, I'm interested to see what their quarterback does. You know, Naples doesn't throw a lot, so they don't need a big gunslinger back there. But the quarterback's got to be a smart kid. He's got to run that triple option offense. And if, if anything ever fails, you know, just give the ball to, to Chesma Lucy. But Drew Wiltsey, it's a guy that uh, Coach Kramer's really high on. He is a senior. It's his first varsity season. Um, but he has had three years in the Naples system. You know, they run this at JV. He didn't lose a game. Kramer says he thinks he went undefeated as a freshman. He's not 100% sure. So this kid may never have lost a game. We'll see uh, what's going to happen. They have a pretty good schedule. They play three Miami teams uh, as well as some other um, local teams this year. So that's what I'm looking forward to see how uh, Drew Wiltsy runs this Naples veer option offense.
1: He's got some big shoes to fill. I mean, J.P.T. was fantastic for them, I thought. And, I mean, he was a true leader, and you know, running that triple option is really tough. And
2: Well, and that's why I want to see what he does, because last year they, they looked very un-Naples-like at times. Naples is used to grinding opponents into the ground, putting up 40 points a game, 300 rushing yards. But as I said, they almost lost to Barron, where they had seven points for three and a half quarters. In the first round of the playoffs, they were down seven to nothing with two minutes left. Nothing. Naples has never been shut out at home in the first round of the playoffs. They're often sputtered at times before, but they got a lot of guys back on the offensive line. They got Ches Malusi back, as well as their other running back, Elon Samala. And I don't know if I said that right, but I think I did. Anyways, Regan, what are you looking for?
1: I'm gonna go to Dunbar with my what what I'm looking for. Sammy Brown is in you know, he's won eighteen games, I believe, in his two years at Dunbar. So much talent, but they always hit that roadblock in the regional semifinal, and that's mockily. Dunbar, I, again, no I mean, it's just they just reload every single year with talent. I mean, and this year they're led by Florida State commit. Derek Hunter, you got Virginia commit Seneca Millage, probably the fastest kid in Southwest Florida, and then you've got Major Williams, a defensive back committed to UVA, and then you've got a bunch of other kids, uh, Jadarius McKnight, a kid that kind of came up out of nowhere. He'll be a defensive back and he'll play offense. He's committed to Florida State. No shortage of Division One talent. It's just can they get over that hump? But three years ago they got to a regional final when they beat a a down Mocley team. But can they beat the 2018 version of Immokalee? Play them in the regular season, and then they're surely going to play them in the playoffs. Well,
2: I, and I can't wait for that game, speaking of looking ahead, because, you know, like you said, Dunbar, tons and tons of individual talent. I think Immokalee is short on individual talent this year in terms of right. what they were last year. Um, but that team's always going to be good. Rodlin Anthony's got them playing great together, a great team. That's going to be a fantastic game. For my second thing I'm looking forward to, I, I'm interested in Palmetto Ridge and what they can do this year. You know, they lost... Jack West Carter at uh, quarterback, who's a former Broxton Trophy winner in Naples. Best player. That, that's our Player of the Year trophy. And um, the running back.
1: Demarcus Townsend. Demarcus
2: Townsend. I knew you would know that. That's why I asked you. Although he got injured early. But still, you know, they were a talented team last year, made the playoffs. But a lot of that was on Jack West Carter's
1: shoulders. Palmetto Ridge also lost their two top tacklers. Two kids had over 100 tacklers. Mm. Player to watch. You heard it here first. I'm listening. Colby Singletary.
2: You did not hear that here first. I've been saying that all last year. I talked State about Colby Sickleton so much. State champion
1: wrestler yes. had 98 tackles last season. He's a season. Stud. He's, He's a big
2: d- kid at linebacker. And I was going to say their defense, although they did lose two kids, they have nine players back. However, nine juniors, but they all played the sophomores last year. So Palmetto Ridge is very young but experienced their quarterback, their two running backs and their top two receivers are all going to be sophomores as well as like I said those nine juniors on defense. Ooh. So very young, interesting to see how they how they handle yeah, themselves.
1: Yeah. I, I want to see what Kamonte Grimes can do this right. year. I saw him last year and he was electric as as a freshman.
2: And they have another sophomore receiver um whose name escapes me. Sorry, don't have my notes prepared guys. First week. Uh but he has a uh, an preseason, offer from preseason. from Temple. So both their two sophomore receivers have Division 1 offers.
1: Another game I'm really looking at is Mariner at Charlotte. I say those two teams, and they don't really belong in the same sentence in terms of success. You have Charlotte, you know, perennial power, and then you have Mariner, who hasn't had a winning season since 2007. I want to see what they can do with their wing tee. They're supposed to bring a – from what Travis Smith, the coach, has told me, they're supposed to bring a physical brand of football. They want to be able to beat you into submission, ball control – Move the chains, keep the other team's offense off the field. I want to see if they can do that. They got a really good player, athlete in Rashawn Hunter, uh, who has a ton of Division One offers. I think he has an offer from UVA. I think Ivy League schools are all looking at him. I want to see if they can use his athletic talents, but on the other, but on the other side of it. Play that physical brand of football, and against Charlotte, who plays that physical brand right. of football, should be an interesting matchup. It wasn't much of a game last year, but I think maybe they might bring something to the table.
2: Well, there you have it, man. It's just preseason, but a lot of things to look forward to. I know I'm getting excited about it. It's that time of the year. It's the fall. It's football. We're gonna be with you every week for at least the next eleven weeks for the regular season. Be here for the playoffs. If you got questions, comments, anything? Get at us on Twitter. I'm ndn underscore Adam.
1: Um i NP
2: underscore Adam Regan. That's it for Inside Southwest Florida Football. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. Remember, the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download every Thursday at noon to get you ready for the coming week's games.